Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're talking about the meaning of heteroflexibility, what it is, and how it's different from bisexuality or bi curiosity. Let's get into it. Am I heteroflexible? Oh, how flexible. You're pretty flexible in general. Girl, I'm flexible. I can put my leg behind my head, girl. I can put the splits. The benefits of a dancer background. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know if I can do it anymore. But being flexible as a homoflexible or as a heteroflexible person. Which is a thing. And we're going to unpack that today. It's different from being bisexual or pansexual. Or bicurious. Or even bicurious. It is its own thing. It is its own lane. And some people identify as heteroflexible or homoflexible. They really embrace that identity. And some people find it to be a controversial topic that potentially erases queerness or removes it far away from queerness. And that could be a problem where we're trying to build a community that is together. And it is something that sometimes people can think is separative. But I also think... People don't even know that they are heteroflexible. They don't know how to label identify it. their feelings and they don't necessarily want to label it. Correct. But let me tell you, they definitely label it when they're at the gym and looking at you bending over doing them hamstring curls, girl. <laughs> There's lots of heteroflexible people out there working on their flexibility in the gym. Getting that pump. <laughs> so when we think about heteroflexibility and what it is exactly. Yes. I'm going to read you a definition. Okay. I want you to, I want you to educate me. Okay. So heteroflexibility refers to individuals who primarily identify as heterosexual, but also experience some degree of queer attraction or desire. This can range from mere curiosity about same sex encounters to actions that align more closely with bisexuality. Okay. So essentially they're straight, but they have fantasies of a queer encounter they could have a fantasy they could have a thought they could just have a feeling that is maybe of some kind of attraction okay i'm gonna go there can they masturbate over gay porn potentially Mm -hmm. they can also be someone who is a porn actor who is either doing OnlyFans collaborations right or they're working as a gay porn star there has been a conversation about this kind of like queer baiting or gay baiting with mm. celebrities that are dressing a certain way or acting a certain way or, or professing their openness to their sexuality to be more attractive to a wider group of people, especially the LGBT community. Right. And there's been so much judgment on it where Harry Styles can't wear a dress on Vogue because he's straight, but we haven't really given him space and we haven't given other artists that space to to really potentially be more fluid with their sexuality as well as potentially hetero flexible. People are very quick to judge and very quick to put a label on another person or another individual without actually understanding who they are. And on the opposite side of this, you have homo flexibility, which is something that we don't talk about that much in the queer and gay community. You do have some people who you think are just gay men yes, that are celebrities that have had many conversations in The Advocate and in Out magazine where they talk about their sexuality of being more fluid right, and having an identity that's much more closer associated with homoflexible. I don't think that there is enough appreciation or conversations happening around the fluidity of sexual interests and sexual behaviors and identities. 
And heteroflexible and homoflexible are interesting cues to bring up this discussion. What about your own experience? Do you feel like you've ever been fluid in that? Or have you always identified as a gay male? Oh, okay. So I've always identified as a gay male. I've never thought of women sexually. I've never been attracted to a woman sexually. I have never fantasized over anyone other than a male. Maybe this is TMI, but I did start off watching straight porn. My first instinct wasn't to type gay porn. I was like just searching the web and the internet on Microsoft back in the day. And I just always found that I was attracted to the guy. Like I'd never... You'd pay more attention to the, to the guy, guy in the scene. What about, I guess, dating? Did you feel that you had any experiences with people who were maybe heteroflexible in that way where they weren't really that um, attracted to you? I'm going to say no, but I felt like in my life experience today, probably in the last three years, I feel in society as a gay male, especially at the gym or especially when we're going out, I feel as though a lot of straight males look at me with some like eye fucking, like I feel like bait, like I feel there is an interest, but they don't want to give it off. Right. So I've never felt it in my dating because I felt like I've always been aligned with another gay or queer male who is very strong in their identity. But I do feel as though in life, there are a lot of hetero flexible males that I have passed or that I have felt do have that fantasy or they have that curiosity to go the next step. Okay. What yeah. about you? Do you, have you ever felt that or have you dated someone that was fluid or interested in other sexualities? So I have dated other men that have been either bisexual okay. or pansexual. You have? Uh, yeah, I have. Girl, you never told me this. Yeah. Well, I didn't necessarily know that up front. And I also didn't know what that meant. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I had enough of an education uh-huh. or an experience to know really how unique our own sexual identities are. Right. And I didn't pay too much attention. I was just like, oh, this guy's really cute. And I'm into him. So sure. he's into me. Now looking back, a lot of some of that frustration that I had when dating came from my miseducation uh-huh. and my misunderstanding. In what regard? So, okay, for example, like I had dated this guy. We only went out on a few dates and I was just really into him. Yep. And he was definitely a straight identifying guy. Okay. That was exploring his sexuality, I think, for the first time. Right. But I note that today he is actually married to a woman and has kids and right. just carried on his life in that way. See, And I think before I would have thought, oh, okay, he's like suppressed his Get gay queerness, identity his or queerness. his queerness. Right. And I think that's a very stupid point of view for me to have. And I think it was actually really, really wrong for me to have that position when I thought that so many mm. years ago, because... Today, I see it as he actually could have just been, been exploring. Exploring. He could yeah. also have a fluid sexuality. He can also be heteroflexible. And we know that so much more now with this whole huge 
vibrant spectrum of flexibility in how we identify and how we see ourselves. And there's a lot more patience and openness to understand each other. Yeah, we're all human. We're all figuring out our way through life. We're all navigating this chaos. Yeah. And it's okay to have different explorations and different sexual encounters for whatever your needs are. Yeah. And now that I've had more experiences in life and I've done the work to educate myself and to read as much as I can and to have conversations with as many people as I can to really know about their lived experience, right? Right. I am most fascinated now by the need of labeling ourselves. Mm. And what are you most fascinated by? That we have to choose a label. Uh And I don't always know if that's the right thing to do. It may be the right thing that helps really advocate for yourself and you know how to identify yourself and especially in your self-discovery process, being able to put a name to it allows you to claim it, allows you to own it, and allows you to really have that pride. Right. But at the same time, it can be limiting and it can be something that you feel that is not fully representative of all that you are. Right. And with the spectrum of experiences, right, like these experiences of all different types of people that live all different types of lives, self-discovery is so important. And in that very early stage this idea of heteroflexibility and people who identify in that way, it's specifically to allow them to explore their non-heterosexual desires, Mm. right? It's a way for them to engage in some new experiences that don't necessarily just fit that label of being a straight person. Right. The good thing of giving people the power and the ability to explore their sexuality and their queerness or their straightness or their pansexuality, whatever it might be. We saw this when we were watching the latest season of Love Triangle season two with Jacinta, remember? And she was dating that guy Nemo. And she had said to him many times that she was pansexual. She was into women. She hadn't dated a guy in four years and she was very nervous about it. Her labels were constantly changing. And what was really interesting to see was how confused Nemo was because he didn't understand what she was going through in her life. And he didn't have a value to label. And this is what I mean. Like he was always saying in this dating show where it's like, why do you have to identify yourself so much? Why do you have to put a label on it? Like just it was be getting who in the way are. of their relationship. And then what she was saying, Jacinta was saying was that I label myself in this way because I feel proud and I'm able to claim who I am because that's how I really discover the value that I have in my life. And she was in a different process in her self-identity than he was. And they look at labels in two different ways. And obviously it was a massive communication issue for them. Correct. I think a lot of people are probably like, what the heck is the difference between heteroflexible, bi-curious and bisexual? So why don't you lay the foundation for that girl? Okay. (laughs) So in general... And this is very top level because we're not going too deep into each one of these very complex and diverse experiences. Not today. But bisexuality is a very well-known identity, right? It's referring to the attraction to one owns gender Mm -hmm. and other genders. Got it. Bi-curiosity implies a curiosity, like simply just a curiosity about being attracted to multiple genders, but not necessarily identifying as a bisexual person. Okay. And then heteroflexibility or heteroflexible individuals might not feel attracted 
to the same gender, right? They may not feel attracted to the same gender, but they will engage in same gender sexual behavior, which distinguishes them from bisexuals. Okay, but we're going to pause right there, Henny. How are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself? No. How can you be not attracted to somebody, but have sex with them? Okay, so... Because that can't happen for me. Okay, have you... (laughs) It cannot get up, girl. If you're a very sexual person who is really into that exploration and that intimacy and that end result, <laughs> right? you can also just be into sex. You can just be into connection. You can just be into the action of coming, coming, I guess. But you can also just be interested in exploration and play. And maybe you don't have as many... But you have judgments. to be you have to be attracted. No, so you don't. You have to. But you don't. But you do. Well, for an example, <laughs> okay. you, you have many sex workers right. who are in the job of sex with many different types of clients, but at the same time, you know that they may not be sexually attracted to every single person that they have sex with. True. But they're having sex with them. I just don't understand how you can have sex with someone that you're not attracted to, period. Because that's the action of just having sex with someone that you're not attracted to. It just happens. <laughs> yeah, see, for, okay, now this is now, maybe... For too. you specifically, you couldn't have sex with someone that you're not attracted to. Correct. But not everyone has that experience or that point of view. Some people just have a thought or to act on the thought. Right. And it doesn't mean that they are actively and sexually interested in forming a long-term relationship or a more meaningful bond. It's more of like, oh, no, I just want to get off together for the moment. That can be someone who is possibly heteroflexible without it making them bisexual, without it making them gay, or without it making them any kind of label that they may not identify with or are ready to claim. Right. Now, there is a sense of curiosity and a sense of self-discovery, but people have very clearly identified themselves as sexually fluid or mm. someone who is heteroflexible or homoflexible. Right. So it's just kind of like, oh, I wanted to do it and I did it. Good for you. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. people just be like, no, this is like I'm, in, I'm interested in this action. For some reason, I've got this like this like urge spark or urge to, you know, have try something new sex or try something new with something I've never done before. And I'm just going to just do it. Cause I think it's exciting. Like you can get off. Yeah. On just the excitement on the difference of something that you've never done before. And then maybe you do it and you're like, Oh, that's like, okay, that was a one-off thing. I, I can get the, the idea of getting off on something that you're interested in or that you're really excited about, obviously, because then that's what... You just try it. Oh, let's just try it once. You know, it's like about being like, kind of like a little bit more flexible with what you're willing to do. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk about the controversy uh-huh. and the criticism around heteroflexibility. Okay. There's no criticism for me. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Well, a lot of people have a lot to say about it as it can be argued it erases bisexual identity and it distances itself from queer desire and queerness. Hmm. And other people believe it's a useful label and it's great for exploring your sexuality. So no, there I, is a very kind of polarizing point of view around this term of heteroflexibility or homoflexibility. I think that with homoflexibility, uh-huh. that's where it gets interesting for me uh-huh. because that's my, like we're homosexual 
guys, right? We are homosexuals. Homosexuals. I'm a homosexualess. Homosexualidad. <laughs> But you know, I just definitely know that I don't have those thoughts. However, you don't have what thoughts? I am not flexible in that way. You know, my hamstrings are tight, girl. Girl, those hamstrings are tight. I think I pulled much, them back, girl. Too I much pull leg, them back. Too many, too much leg days. Too much. No more leg days. No more leg day. But I don't have a homo flexibility about me. But it does very often happen for so many gay men yeah. or men who identify as queer. Or more homosexual than anything, correct, and can have an openness, and that's why there's so many people that also identify as pansexual. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. That is the definition of fluidity, right? Like that right. allows you to be fluidity, but specifically on the flexibility, on the homo and hetero, hetero flexibility, flexibility, that means that their identity in that hetero or in their homo is very strong. That is right, and that they allow some flexibility. Without having to say I'm something else, right? New terminology is, is evolving all the time. Absolutely, I mean, honey, it's 2024 nearly. Yeah, yeah, we are all evolving, and we need to accept that. If you looked at how many rainbow flags there are today, it's incredible because there's so many different communities that want to feel represented and feel included. But it's also like a conversation of why am I being excluded? Right. You know, it's like why do I feel like I'm an outsider when I'm just being me? And having this flag and having this like conversation and openness is really about inclusivity and including everyone and saying like, okay, you are a human being and you're allowed to have this complex, diverse experience、mm. without us having to say you're this or that. Yeah, or labeling it, or putting too much judgment on it, or saying like, oh, he's not really bi; he's on his way to becoming gay. Oh, he's not really. Straight, because he's had that. I know that he hooked up with that guy that one time. Like it doesn't. That, that's none of our business. And at、it's、the same time,、business. we can't label these people, and we really have to respect people's own identities. Correct. What I'm also thinking is maybe these people are pleasure seekers. Like you said, they're fantasizing about it. They like. They get excited. You have to be a little into the thrill、yeah. when you're being open, right? You're taking risks and you're really exploring yourself. Like we're quite. Interesting human being. Yeah, it's like people that are into like being blindfolded and someone walking into the room that you don't know who they are. Yeah, no, like that's can, some that's some real game. I mean, there can be that sexual thing, but people can also get off on like that adrenaline rush or that wild experience or like being vulnerable or being in control or not in control. There's so many different ways for us to experience life. Yeah, for hetero flexibility, it is not or could be. Included within the LGBTQ plus community,、mm. so some hetero flexible people do not feel at all connected to the wider community, and some do. Right, because if you're a bisexual person、uh-huh. or a bi curious person, you're you included. You are usually very included and feel included within the LGBTQ plus community. Absolutely, and. You may also identify as a queer person. Correct. Heteroflexible people are split.、Mm. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't identify as a queer person. So, if you're a straight person, you may identify as a heteroflexible person who also may be an ally, but, but not necessarily a queer person. But isn't the term flexible and fluid very similar? It it is and it isn't because fluid means that you can be. Potentially sexually attracted. Fluids like water. 
Yeah, you can be like, I, I'm sexually fluid means like I can be attracted to this person or that person. It's a little bit more conducive to a pansexual identity. However, I have an analogy. What? Is fluid a bit more like, you know, today I'm going to pull my cup into this one and then the next time I'm going to pull my cup into the other one. That's fluid. Flexible is like bones, you know, one day I'm like bending this way and then the next day I'm bending the other way. And you're staying pretty much where you are. Yeah. Is that the same thing? I guess so. Is that a wow, good analogy? That's so deep. Yeah, wow. That's... Muscular anatomy with water. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's actually a good way to look at it. Like right? heteroflexibility and homoflexibility is like you are where you are, yeah. but you can kind of stretch it a little bit, you know, just to like put your feelers out. And then the next day you're going to pour your cup into another cup. No. And then the fluidity is completely different. Meaning it's like you are water, baby. You're water. Make you me go, sweat. Just, make me hotter. Make me lose my breath. Make me water. <laughs> <laughs> girl we need some water girl up in here <laughs> let's just reel this back together right yeah let's reel it back <laughs> i think it's good that people talk about their sexual interests and what their labels are or what they're experiencing because yeah. it allows other people to also be like oh somebody else is talking about what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. So it's it's important to have these types of conversations because we're such complex individuals. Yeah, and a lot of celebrities have very clearly communicated their fluidity and mm-hmm. their sexual openness. Like you have Lizzo, you have Demi Lovato. You have Rebel Wilson. You have so many people who are much more open talking about their personal story Mm. that it creates so much more openness and opportunity for other people to live a life that is vibrant and authentic and really just proud to themselves true to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you're allowed to change. People change. People change. They really do. You're allowed to get a different experience in life and then have a realization and do a bit more of a deeper inner work to understand, Oh no, actually Maybe I am into something else a little bit different than I thought. Right. And allow yourself to explore that. And it doesn't have to be so scary and it doesn't have to be something that you repress or that you don't talk about. But it can also be something if you did talk about it openly with your friends or with trusted family or a therapist or someone who just can listen to you. I think it's so incredible because that's where you do some more deeper work. And And that's that's where where you have the revelations. Yeah. And then you can actually get to a whole nother level of knowing yourself and get to a whole nother level of fun. Yeah. In your life. Spice it up. Spice it up, girl. Spice up your life. (laughs) Well, I think that there's a lot of identity, right? There's a lot of labels. There's a lot of ways that we must claim who we are, but at the same time, there's so much self-discovery and if we allow ourselves to have more discovery and allow us to have just this openness to understanding ourselves and one another it can only do us all better don't have shame around it don't worry about what other people are going to think don't worry about the judgment just go out there be you be vibrant explore and have fun and in general build the vibrant life you want by owning your authentic self hey everyone thanks for listening to modern gaze we hope you're enjoying our podcast so far make sure that you follow turn on alerts, and even turn on auto-downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 